Hello and welcome to Words With Way, Episode 7, a new podcast about all things Fairfield and beyond. I'm your host, Bill Way, Communications Manager for the City of Fairfield, and our word of the day is prevention, more specifically, fire prevention. Wildfire is a common occurrence, especially in California, nowadays the western region of the country. And that's why we're here today to learn more about fire prevention and how to be a fire-safe community. Joining me today is our very own fire marshal, Stephen Conti. Welcome, Stephen. Good morning. Thanks for having us. And then we got fire inspectors Trent Heron and Tyler Hayes. Welcome, thank you. guys. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So welcome, and thank you for being on Words with Way. Absolutely. So, Stephen, tell me a little about the Fairfield Fire Prevention Division, and I know it's been reestablished in the last few years. Absolutely, Bill. Yeah, we reestablished. Our bureau was gone for almost 10 years. Oh, wow. We reestablished in 2017, and the first reestablished hire was our very own mm-hmm. fire inspector, Trent Heron. Trent Heron, yep. And then I came aboard. We hired another fire plans examiner slash inspector, and then Tyler and an, an additional a fire inspector. So we have a total staff, including myself, of five. Of five. Okay. So, yeah, our division is strictly tasked with code enforcement, plan mm-hmm. review, education in the community about community risk assessment, reduction, wildfire safety, wildland, vegetation management. I could go on and on, but we're making sure all buildings, both residential, commercial, and our whole community's mm-hmm. fire and life safety is our priority and making sure everyone that works, lives, and visits here is as safe as possible 24-7. So you got the guys that put out the fires. You guys are kind of like the swamis to where you predict and you prevent fires before they even start. Yeah, exactly. Our prevention bureau, the other side, the firefighters that fight fire at our suppression, five stations, 60-plus strong, well-trained, educated department. And, yeah, it's been a great addition, and I think probably one of the luckiest divisions because we've been well-received, and we really work great together as a team. The crews send us correspondence all the time, mm-hmm. and we respond to help out to lessen false alarms, access, areas of concern that they see on a daily basis. And it really does help. Again, we always say, how do you stop a fire? Prevent one. Yeah, we're all about prevention. Nice, nice. So you've already answered that second question I had was, what is the team's main objective? So it's to prevent. Prevent, yeah. Number one, again, we do all fire code. For an example, a brand new business comes in, they want to build a brand new building. Mm -hmm. We're ensuring, along with other stakeholders, departments, obviously, but our end is fire and life safety, to make sure that building's built from the ground up, meeting the current edition of all code standards, and that we verify that and make sure basically holding all developers, owners, contractors, and installers accountable Uh to make sure it's done. In addition, then back to public education, we're recently reestablishing our pub ed, a fire inspector, Mm -hmm. and one of our staff members. But yeah, just prevent every way. We're just trying to do our best. And wildland, of course, is also... Uh, main topic as has been for several years. Oh, definitely. That seems like that's always in the news. It's always in Fairfield news, especially I was going to say, we'll talk a little bit about the LNU fire of 2020. And what did you guys take from that? As sad and catastrophic as it was, our aggressive efforts between suppression, working with other stakeholders and prevention, we didn't lose a fence board. It was very successful for the city of Fairfield. Mm -hmm. But what we took from that is You never stop learning, building, Mm -hmm. working together. The old ads team together, everyone achieves more. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to work with stakeholders from other departments, the county, 
to ensure efforts, not only in the city of Fairfield, but the county as a whole, our outlining borders are protected, abated, and hopefully prevention efforts make it a safer community so that doesn't happen again. Right. No, exactly. It was looking hairy for a while, but then at the end, after you do all the cleanup and reassess, you think about it, not one life lost. I don't even know if there were any structures were lost. No, that's right. Yeah, nothing. Not even a fence board, as you said. The activation of our emergency operations center, that's been huge. So we're continuing to grow, direction of our leaders. It's been a really positive experience. So taking back to your question, what we took from it, as much success as we have, we still have to continue to move forward, stay up to date with technology and efforts to ensure that never happens again. Right. There's a lot of news going out that fire season is approaching earlier this year. Yeah, so fire season is no longer seasonal. It's year-round. Yeah, I remember it used to be like in July. Yeah, exactly. As an example, the state looks at the whole state landscape as a fire severity zone. Mm -hmm. And different zones are identified that can be found on the state fire marshal website. We have our own as well. We can provide that information. But whether it's a high fire, regular fire, or minor is the best way to put it. And Mm -hmm. long story short, the good news is in our area, we have what we call local responsibility area, LRA, the other state responsibilities, SRAs. Those are usually the areas that are of greater concern. So again, we're getting ready to ramp up our weed abatement efforts, kicking off with Wildfire Preparedness Day on May 7th. And that's just asking the community members, people that live here to do their part, weed abatement, clean up. The years always, they always predict it's going to be the worst year ever. Our efforts are year round and yeah, we're getting ready to ramp up and our weed abatement contractors already out there mowing our parcels and areas of concern. And we're just looking to hopefully again, lessen the impact if it happens. No, that sounds good. I was You're answering all my questions here. So what can residents do to be more fire safe with this upcoming season? We don't have a lot of the forest area that most people think about with wildfires and everything, Mm -hmm. but obviously we have a lot of grassland and everything else. And then it's maintaining and cleaning up around their house. I mean, Mm -hmm. like Cal Fire has their zero to five foot and zero to 30, zero to 100 and all that. But a lot of people think it applies here. It always will apply to some extent, no matter what you're doing. The biggest thing here is making sure if there are weeds or obviously dry grass, our standard is anything over four inches in height is considered Uh needed to be abated. Like Stephen mentioned, we've already started having the city contractor do all the city-owned property. Uh And then we're in charge of maintaining all the privately owned open space and everything or empty lots. Oh, okay. Okay. So you contact the property owners. So all the private properties, their responsibility? And then we handle all the outlying. Correct. So I kind of share it with code enforcement and mm-hmm. on PD side. So they do the privately owned like home residential properties. Uh-huh. We cover everything else. If it's an open field within a residential, we kind of tag team that. But any open field, undeveloped land, whether it's city owned or privately owned. Also back to your question, Bill. So the state fire marshal's office and in our website for are you ready for wildfire? and things you can do to protect your home. Mm -hmm. So they identify it as like zone one, 30 feet from the back of your home all the way around or a circumference of your home. They call it lean, clean, and green. Lean, clean, and green. You want to remove all dead plants, grass, weeds, and ensure that any pine needles, your ladder fuels on your trees, which is basically any hanging branches Uh from finished grade at the trunk, Six feet up, there should be nothing hanging. It should be all clear. If all cleared you have out. that. Okay. And then zone 
two is 30 to 100 feet. And they want you to cut or mow annual grass down to a maximum of, as Trent said, four inches. Mm -hmm. And that's what we'd like to see. Those two things alone, you would not believe the uh, impact they have in preventing wildfire. And that's one of the reasons we were so successful. Mm -hmm. And I have to give kudos to our water department, public works department, and our weed abatement contractor because staying ahead of that is the name of the game. Yeah. And that's why we were so fortunate and successful in not losing even a fence board when the LNU fire happened. But yep. as you know, one rain and that grass is already back taller than ever. Yeah, so. yeah. I remember there was a couple of years ago where you guys had an abatement barrier off of that new track to homes off of Red Top Road and pretty much it, it helped suppress once it came over that hill by the freeway. Yeah, there's yeah. been more than a few instances that Trent went out and identified other crews may have brought it to their attention or we just are out driving daily and seeing it that he ensured that area was abated. And sure enough, as your example, fire comes around and it went nowhere. No fuel to burn. It's just going to be a small smoldering fire that's mm -hmm. really non-hazardous. Nice. So what's the everyday for you guys, Tyler and Trent? You basically scoping out, driving around town, or do you just mainly work appointment-based? Or Yeah, so uh, like I said, Tyler will be taking it over. So this year we kind of will be sharing the responsibilities. But mainly right now, as we send notices out, we'll drive the city mm -hmm. weekly every other week. I'm telling Tyler the trouble areas are the troubles that have the most uh -huh. that don't voluntarily. They're, they're not going to mow next week, so don't worry about this field. But right, this right. is the one that's always uh, – we're getting to the end of July here mm -hmm. and they never – haven't mowed anything. But other than that, it's pretty much complaint driven at that point. Once we send notices out, we have the 15 day before the second notices go out. But uh -huh. other than that, it's pretty much complaint driven, whether it's public driving by, we'll call and complain mm -hmm. or within the city too, heads up from other departments and everything. Nice, nice. Okay. So my personal responsibility, I'm still in the transitional period from Fire Inspector Trent Heron. So for me, getting into all of it, it's starting from the basics where systems and processes need to be established. We're working and going out, whether it's complaint driven, identified by us driving around or however it may come to us. It's not only addressing that, but educating the community, establishing a working relationship with all parties and mm -hmm. identifying what we have and what we need to be more on top of. Mm -hmm. So from my point of view, I'm still in the earlier stages. I'm going around learning the systems and processes and trying to make our own. It's still district familiarization, even just building relationships with involved parties. So we, all of our contractors we use as a city, going out and really just trying to learn it, get, lay land and <laughs> just definitely transitioning into it. So it's still in the early stages for what I know as for our responsibility on that side of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, I have to also add that the prevention team, we're very lucky to have. They're just a total team of rock stars, as I always say. Their head's <laughs> always on a swivel, and daily they bring in a various concern. And again, I can't compliment them enough the job they do on a daily basis. Nice. No, I appreciate that. And they appreciate too. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Of course, we talked about wildfire. We know that it's not just wildfire prevention, and we'll touch a little more on that when we come back. So, We'll be back with Words With Way right after this break. Meet Archie. Fairfield now has an automated website chat assistant to help you. With Archie, you can easily connect to find answers to your questions, submit a service request, or send a message to city staff. To start a conversation, please visit our website at fairfield.ca.gov and click on the chat icon. With Archie, it's that simple. At the City of Fairfield, we want to stay connected with you. 
And we're back. We're talking fire prevention. But first, before we get into all that, we usually have a fun fact. Sparky the Fire Dog was created for the NFPA, or the National Fire Prevention Association, in 1951. And has been the organization's mascot and spokes dog ever since. He's widely recognized fire safety icon who's beloved by children and adults alike. Over the years, the iconic fire dog has used a multitude of educational public safety campaigns. Fire Prevention Week, which is geared to share important safety messages like stop, drop, and roll, get out, stay out, and dial 911. His dog determination has ultimately helped reduce fire loss and injuries in North America. So a little fun fact, a little spark of the dog. Yeah, very successful. Both these individuals here today have yep. Ben Sparky. It's always a huge hit. <laughs> Resident Sparky. Um, yep. And again, that public education part, we try to get out in the community as much as we can. We have our upcoming Blues Brews and uh, Blues Brews and Barbecue, barbecue Cook-Off. Cook-Off. Yeah. And there's a good chance Sparky will be out there as well. We try to hand out a lot of educational handouts as uh-huh. well. And we're still waiting for, but soon our fire prevention division and mm-hmm. department is going to have our very own inflatable firehouse. Oh, it's a nice. both fun for the kids, family, but it's also educational with like exit drills in the home, little mm-hmm. smoke detectors and cooking information. So can't wait to get that. And oh, I'm sure Sparky cool. will be in that house oh, always. Oh, Sparky. <laughs> Stop dropping and rolling. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> So in the last segment, we did touch on wildfires, but of course there's fire safety at home. So what are some of the most common fires at the home? Cooking fires is probably our number one home fire. Yeah. The thing that we always like to educate and remind folks, make sure your smoke alarm, smoke detectors are working. Mm-hmm. They have new 10-year lithium battery ones that all you do is put them up. They either go right outside your bedroom uh-huh. or in your bedroom. 20 foot away from any cooking device, so they're never right in the kitchen. Never right in the kitchen, yeah. Save so one in your family room. Just make sure it's 20 feet away. And if you don't have the 10-year lithium battery, just make sure you change your 9-volt batteries on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. The other thing is a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. So you can buy them at Lowe's or Home Depot or any hardware store. And if you don't know where to get them, give the Fire Prevention Bureau a call and we'll let you know. Now, there's different types of fire extinguishers too, like a kitchen one as opposed to one in a bedroom or are they all the same? Yeah, another great question, Bill. You're ready to go today. I'm ready. I'm um, ready. Sign me up. <laughs> there's different classes of fire. And what we recommend is, and what are sold are what they call the 2A 10 BC. Mm-hmm. That'll be able to put out your combustibles, flammable liquids, and electric fires. Mm-hmm. And it's a dry chemical. And on the side, you'll literally see a A, B, and C on it. And mm-hmm. they'll educate you there. But those are the types you should have. I won't get in much more than that, but everyone should have one in their home. We don't want to turn you into a firefighter, but if you have it, it sure helps. And remember, if you're utilizing that, make sure your exit's at your back Mm -hmm. and you have a way out. The other thing is make sure you pay attention when you're cooking, what's around, keep your home clean, Mm -hmm. regular housekeeping, don't use extension cords, don't overload your electrical outlets. Make sure you have your exits, your windows, everything. If you had to get out of the house, those windows are actually rescue windows in every home that are required by code, and they are there for a reason. So make sure they're not locked. If there is a fire, you're supposed to sleep with your door shut, Mm -hmm. and then you check the door with the back of your hand if you think there's one, and out you go. But, yeah, mainly just the things I mentioned, and you should be good. Okay. No, that sounds good. 
And of course, with prevention, there's always preparedness. So there's fire preparedness. There's having an escape plan, like you were just mentioning. Also, there's disaster preparedness. What are some of the things you want to just briefly touch on that? For disaster preparedness, always have some batteries, a flashlight, no two ways out of your neighborhood if you can. Mm -hmm. Have water, some food, perishable food. Make sure you have a little stock of that. Also, all your birth certificates, jewelry, whatever you consider, you can't live without. Yeah, you make sure that you have that and ready to go in a moment's notice. The city and our department, along with the police and all the stakeholders, we're working together to update our emergency evacuation plan. We're planning on doing a community wildfire protection plan, Mm -hmm. a community risk assessment. I mean, I could go on and on, but we're watching, we're planning, and we're trying to implement that and educate the folks. But yeah, as a homeowner, The most important thing besides listening to your authorities and their direction when disasters happen, I think I mentioned most of those. Yeah. Just have a plan. Have a plan, have a backup plan are the main things. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that sounds good. So success stories. Give us a success story in your career so far. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll go with the LNU fire. It was a team effort. I never could take all credit for it. Never Mm -hmm. would try, but as a department, between suppression and prevention, the fact that we stayed on top of our weed abatement program, worked with our public works department, worked with the homeowners, mm-hmm. all stakeholders involved. And to know we didn't lose a life in our city, for me personally, that was probably one of the biggest victories I ever personally was a part of. And everyone in the city, including you too, Bill, <laughs> we all had a part in it. Yeah. It was just, it was huge. And it was tragic and sad that people lost their lives. But again, we're still doing what we can to improve on a daily basis. But for me, that was mine. Nice, nice. How about you, Trent? Yeah, so the one that stands out with me, you mentioned it earlier, was that Red Top Road, the new development over there. That one stands out when I think about it because that was literally a week before I had those weeds mowed. Wow. And it, it came in as a, I saw it, but it also came in as a complaint. So I went out and saw it. Okay, definitely needs to be abated. And saying it was so close to the current residential development mm-hmm. being built, I figured, well, heck, they probably own it too. So I just that day walked over and the, the Antonio, the superintendent out there said, yep, that's our field. I'll call our guys. So just already having that relationship with the new construction mm-hmm. allowed the fast pace that. And look, not even a week later, you yeah. get a fire off the freeway. Wind, wind driven blows that way. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, wait, we have this whole field abated already. It was a good job for mm-hmm. everyone there. So Nice. Yeah. They're memorable. How about you, Tyler? When you donned Sparky the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Sparky yesterday. I would say it's a hard question because prevention in itself, essentially you're trying to quantify or count for what you're preventing. So mm-hmm. there's not a measurable number. Essentially, it's whatever's not happening, right? True, true. In that, I guess there is still wins. But at the same time, like I said, I'm transitioning into weed abatement. Uh-huh. Uh, a primary part of what I'm doing day to day now is more commercial business inspections. Mm-hmm. In doing that, there's wins and Again, I couldn't put a number or my favorite, but I think one recently that stood out is we had a fire. I had done an annual inspection. In doing that, our crews had no issues as far as, hey, they knew where their FTC connections were. They knew where the riser room was, the fire alarm panel. Everything was labeled, identified, and access was there. From the simplest thing of the building was identified, the address is posted. Again, accounting something that's hard to account for right, uh, in, right. in prevention, but any fire where it goes well or the lack of a fire because we've prevented something that could have possibly happened. I'd consider that a win for us. Nice. No, those are all great answers. And it's very informative too, what you guys do as a team and just as a city, period. Working in partnerships with the communities, 
working with the businesses, residents, and with all the agencies. Yeah, I can't say enough how great it has been, all the relationships we've built, continue to build. Mm -hmm. Tyler uh, reminded me of another thing, back to exactly what he said that we do is for our crews, we try to ensure that the fire protection systems are operational, whether mm -hmm. it's sprinkler, fire alarms, their access is easy. They know the address of the building because second sight save lives. Yeah. So anything we can do to improve that and help for sure. But yeah, it's just been, again, I could go on and on about all the different departments that have been receptive, work together, and we really are making our city and a surrounding county safer on a daily basis. Yeah, definitely. And the I, was it the ISO? Yep. The Insurance Service Office, ISO rating, we went up a whole number to yeah. class two. Class Which two, is that's, huge. that's great. Yeah, yeah, that affects so much. It affects insurance. It ensures uh, property value, everything. Yes, sir. Oh. All right, so where could people get information? I know we got fairfieldfire.com. Is there any kind of, is there nfpa.org or what type of sites yeah. do people go to? Great question, Bill. FEMA. Oh, FEMA. Okay. FEMA is a great resource, multiple languages. You can also go to California Ready Go. Your CERT communities, our CERT team is right now inactive, but we're going to start them up as soon as possible. Once we get some more staff, they can run it efficiently and effectively. But nice. Yeah, National Fire Protection Association, your FEMA, our fire prevention website gives pretty much any info you like or want to uh -huh. know about in multiple languages. So those are the main ones that I can think about. And then your a California State Fire Marshal as well website has a lot of good info. Great. And you'll find a lot of this information on your fire prevention pages. Yes, sir. Nice. Okay. And that information is at fairfieldfire.com or you could go to fairfield.ca.gov slash fire or fairfield.ca.gov slash wildfire. All right. We're going to do a flash fire quiz Ooh. So uh -oh. all three of you guys. Okay. Uh -oh. Favorite fire song. Oh, Ooh. I'm on fire by Van Halen. Oh, Ooh. man. That's a good, hold you stop me. Hold on. Oh, we got you. Favorite fire song. Probably burning down the house. Burning down the house. <laughs> Talking heads. Yep. yep. How about you, Tyler? I don't have a single song that's applicable that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Bill? My favorite song, I'm going to say... Fire Woman by the Colt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good song. Yes. <laughs> All right. Favorite fire movie? I'm, yeah. Backdraft. I was going to say, yeah. oh, say Backdraft. Yeah. Ron Howard. Are there any others that are? Yeah. Like, my I favorite. Mean, there's a ton yeah, actually, out there. But. Always with Richard Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. He was a tanker. Yeah. He flew the tanker. He flew it. Yes. Yeah, with Holly yeah. Hunter. Yes. Yeah. Backdraft. I, I did. Yeah, backdraft. I'm, I'm going to have to say Backdraft. That Even though some of the things... <laughs> They oh, did. yeah. We're obviously yeah. Hollywood, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of them are so just not genuine at all. Favorite spicy food? Fiery food. That's easy for me. I'm not a spicy food guy, so oh, of okay. all things. The salsa, so I, that, that would be his spicy <laughs> yeah. food. Salsa, yeah. Mild taco bell salsa. Mild salsa. <laughs> Who's your, you have a fire hero? Sparky. Ooh. Nice. But Tyler answered that immediately. Man. Easy one. Can I stay? The men and women of the fire service. Oh, there we go. Well, I, was see, now right. I was going for brownie sound, points. So. I was going to say Fire Marshal Conti. <laughs> oh, oh, look at you. Trent. Thank nice, you. nice. Yeah. I appreciate you coming today. We've pretty much touched on fairfieldfire.com, and then you named off the other websites, but those will be available at the uh, fire department pages. And also, you could stay up to date on all things Fairfield at fairfield.ca.gov. 
And our last word of the day is subscribe. Subscribe, rate, and review Words with Way. That's it for this episode of Words with Way. Be safe, and thanks for listening. Thank you, Bill, very Thank much. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it.